Hello everyone, welcome to the Betting Pros PGA Championship Betting Preview. I'm Pat Fitzmorris, Managing Editor of Fantasy Pros and Betting Pros, and you can find me on Twitter at Fitz underscore FF, and joining me to discuss how to bet this week's tournament, the second major of the season, is my friend and colleague Bo McBrayer. He is uh, a Fantasy Pros and Betting Pros contributor, and he also contributes to IBT Media, where he hosts the 19th Hall, a weekly PGA DFS show. Find him on Twitter at Bo underscore McBigTime. Thank you for joining me, Mr. McBigTime. Uh, Bo, before we get started, I have to ask, you've got this gorgeous looking golf course as the background photo on your Twitter profile page. What is it? Where is it? So that is my new home course. I live in Woodland, California, which is northwest of Sacramento. And if I go 25 minutes west of my house, it's called Yoshidihi. And it's a championship course uh, designed by Troon Golf. And it's out at the Cash Creek Casino Resort here in Northern California. They sponsor like the Kings and the Sharks and the Giants and the A's. And so it's all the all the NorCal sporting teams that are sponsored by this giant casino resort. And they have this flawless golf course out there, championship course, 7,400 yards, uh, set up in the Cape Valley, which is just a really gorgeous wine region of Northern California. And it only costs like 100 bucks to play, and they, they roll out the red carpet for you. The carts have GPS in them. They have starters. They have marshals. That are they, Everything's free. They, they bring the carts out to, your, to, to you in the parking lot. And then they, they clean your clubs after the round. It, everything's full service. They spare no expense. And uh, the first tee is a 450-yard par 4, but it's on an 80-foot elevated tee box, and it's called Eagle's Nest. And all the holes have a Native American name and then the translation, and that one translates to Eagle's Nest. So you're overlooking the entire valley off the first tee. And, of course, you, you feel like when you hit a tee shot off an 80-foot cliff, the ball just keeps flying. And that 450-yard par 4 ends up being pretty short. But it's just that, that's where that picture is taken from. I, I was just standing on the tee box and took a picture of the whole course from where I was standing. Oh, man, yeah. Spectacular Vista. Uh, looks really cool. I got to get out there, visit you sometime, and play that course because it looks absolutely gorgeous. Yes. Um, all right, we're going we're gonna to dive into our PGA betting preview in just a moment. But first, Bo, I need to – actually, I want to implore everyone to download the free Betting Pros app for iOS and Android. You can sync your sports books in less than a minute to automatically track your bets across all sports books in one spot. And after syncing, you'll enjoy access to detailed bet analytics by sport and by bet type, including game picks, props, and parlays. You'll also get insights and personalized recommendations for props, game picks, and more, all tailored to your interests. To enjoy the benefits of the sportsbook sync, Download the Betting Pros app by visiting bettingpros.com slash apps or search Betting Pros in the App Store. All right, Bo, I think it's fair to say that the PGA is the ugly stepsister of golf's four majors, but there have definitely been some memorable PGA championships over the years. Is there a particular edition of the PGA that stands out in your mind or even just a, a particular PGA memory that jumps out to you? Yeah, so there's been a number of them over years, including a couple here at Oak Hill. Uh, but the one that sticks out to me for whatever reason, I'm not even sure what year it was exactly, but it was the year David Toms hit that 
famous five wood off the tee and stuck it on the long par three and ended up winning that, that still sticks back in my mind. Cause I used to root for David Toms. That guy was a fiery competitor. He went out there, not, not hitting the ball a long way, but straight as an arrow. And the dude was just tough as nails. So when I was a kid watching golf and I remember David Toms hitting that five wood and that, that, uh, that, that still sticks to me. Yeah, Tom's could not hit the ball out of his own shadow, but that guy was like always contending in PGAs and US Opens, like where the, it was a really tight track and you yeah. had to just hit fairways. The short and Tom's game was could immaculate. Fairway. Yes, yes. Um, for me, I mean, it was the, that duel between Tiger Woods and Bob May in yes. 2000 at Valhalla. Um, they both finished at minus 18 five shots ahead of the field and Woods edged May by one stroke in the three hole playoff. But man, this was when Tiger was just in full Terminator mode. Yeah. Uh, like this unbeatable cyborg. Yep. And Bob May, this journeyman pro, just goes toe to toe with him and didn't flinch all day. Almost slayed the dragon that day, but not quite. Um, and then you mentioned it, Oak Hill, uh, Bo, that, that great finishing uh i think it was a seven iron from 174 yards that sean McKeel hit yep in 2003 i mean hits it yeah three inches just unbelievable another journeyman pro i mean maybe this is the uh the tournament where the journeyman pros can make noise it, it does seem like the breakthrough major where apparently uh you know every so often these guys sort of come out of the fog and uh you know someone unexpected wins but Speaking of Oak Hill, Bo, uh, the version that the players are going to see this week is not the same as the one they saw back in 2003 when Sean McHale won or back in 2013 when Jason Dufner uh, won and edged Jim Furyk by a shot. Since then, uh, golf course architect Andrew Green has overseen a major renovation of this course, which is in Pittsburgh, New York, basically intended to make it truer to the original Donald Ross design. Oak Hill will once again play as a par 70, but last time they had the PGA championship here was 7,163 yards. Now it's been stretched out to 7,400 yards. So it's going to play long. And, uh, you know, a couple of new holes, a couple of radical redesigns. Bo, do you think Oak Hill favors any particular players or any particular types of players? I wouldn't say overall that it does, but what you're going to find is that a hot golfer does well here because you have to, with the PGA being the ugly stepsister of the majors, I, I think that it really applies to most courses that they have on the PGA Championship rotation, but it doesn't apply at Oak Hill. Oak Hill is a legendary venue, whether it's for a U.S. Open, a PGA, a Ryder Cup. Uh, Oak Hill is one of the toughest courses on the planet. And they set it up, even if it's U.S. Open standards where it's ungodly difficult, it's still going to be really tough on these guys. So I think it's going to equalize the field quite a bit. That's why you saw Sean McKeel win here. Even if the course was was different, it's not going to be so radically different that it's going to favor a certain type of player over another. Uh, I will say that if you have if you have a hot driver and you can put yourself in good approach positions to stay below the holes here, because the greens pretty much all are very severely sloped from back to front. They have a lot of crowning. They have deep bunkers. If you're hitting good approach shots from decent fairway positions, that's the kind of player I'm looking for is the type of guy who 
is traditionally a good driver of the golf ball and good from tee to green, but also is doing that extremely well right now in the moment. Because if you're off a little bit with your driver here, you're going to be over par and in jeopardy of missing a cut. Yeah, one of the things I had seen about the redesign is that over the years, I guess from players splashing sand out of bunkers, like around the edges of the greens, it had given the greens sort of a bowl effect. So it was like shots that shouldn't have been holding the greens were holding the greens. And now that's not going to happen with the redesign. Like those those errant shots are going to be trickling out into the rough and, you know, maybe it'll be, if not U.S. Open rough, it'll probably be pretty penal rough. All right, Bo. So the favorites here. Uh, we've got John Rahm and Scotty Scheffler coming in as the co-favorites, both plus 750 to win. And then we've got Rory McIlroy at uh, now he's up to plus 1200 on DraftKings. He was plus 1100 just a day or two ago. They're the three heaviest favorites. Um, we saw Scheffler contend this week at the AT&T Byron Nelson. Um, do any of them present value to you? Uh, absolutely not. Uh, this, what we just said, it's a great equalizer course. And I think other than Scotty, who's showed just recently this week that he's in decent form, he hasn't been in top Scotty form for a few weeks. And that's, that's the best I can say. Cause Rom hasn't looked the same since his very, very hot start where he had four wins to kick off the season. And Rory hasn't been anywhere close to the top form we've seen him at recently. So I think at their current numbers, they're a little too short for me because their recent form isn't blazing hot like some of these guys in the next group uh, where the odds are a little bit more favorable. Yeah, um, Scotty interests me a little more than Rom, And right. um, just the, the, the fact that like he had that bad Saturday this week and, and still was like, you know, in contention down to the final holes. And just like this, this guy is, I feel like he's just by far the most consistent guy on, on tour this year. Um, as, as good as Rom was early in the year, I, I kind of agree with you. The price is a little, a little too short for me to be interested. And Rory, I, I don't know how you can touch Rory. I mean, you know, Bo, how good Rory always is at Quail Hollow. And two weeks ago, Rory was a train wreck at Quail Hollow. Like, he couldn't find the fairway with a seeing-eye dog exactly. in that tournament. So, like, if he's spraying it around with the driver, there's I just do not want any piece of him in a PGA championship. Yeah, it's it's hard to trust a guy who we haven't seen drive the ball like he's he's been known to drive the ball better than anybody in the world. We just haven't seen it this season. And that's really what what makes Rory so dominant when he's on his game and he's finding fairways. He's also hitting the ball farther than everybody else. When he finds fairways, he's hitting wedges into greens that other guys are hitting mid irons too. And that's when you see Rory completely take over and win by a lot of shots. But that hasn't been 2023 Rory. Rom is kind of cooled off. I think I still think he has plenty of firepower for a course like this uh, if he's in good form. Just like I said about Scotty last week. Is I said, Scotty has not been in good form entering the week, but if there's one event where he could get into form, it would be at at, uh, at TPC Craig Ranch, and we saw that. Even though he didn't quite win, he's finished top five, and we saw a lot of that Scheffler magic where the guy can score from anywhere. And he's, he's a great driver of the golf ball, a great approach player, and his short game is immaculate. Uh, so out of the top favorites, if I'm going to throw extra units to overcome how short the odds are, I'm going to favor Scheffler too. 
And just to, uh, I'll, I'll mention that the odds for Scheffler and Rom to finish top five are both plus 180 it's nice. on DraftKings. And for them to finish top 10, uh, minus odds for both guys, actually. Scheffler minus 115, Rom minus 110. So I guess technically Scheffler is the favorite if uh, if only by a error That's over John Rom. Um, before we continue, BetMGM is offering $1,000 to new users with their first bet free offer. Sign up at BetMGM using the promo code JUICE and get paid back up to $1,000 in free bonuses, even if you don't win. All right, let's talk about some of the other top guys, Bo. Patrick Cantlay, Justin Thomas, Brooks Kepka, Xander Shoffley, Tony Finau, Victor Hovland, Dustin Johnson, and Jordan Spieth all dwell in the plus- 2200 to plus 3000 range and i think jason day has now joined that tier after winning yes. uh the he's in 28 at t byron nelson with a scintillating 62 on sunday yeah he's plus 2800 so uh bo from that group who do you like who are you fading um it's hard to fade any of these guys. Uh, I would say Justin Thomas could be a fade because his approach game has not been strong this year, nor has his puttering stroke been anywhere close to good enough to win a major. Uh, Xander Shoffley is one of my favorites this week. 2200 plus 2200 odds for a guy who's playing as lights out as he, as he is lately. Um, I think that this course sets up extremely well for somebody like Xander Shoffley. And then, uh, I like Victor Hovland, but I don't love him. I'm liking Jason Day a lot more than he won this week. Um, full fading Jordan Spieth because just like uh, Mr. Spray is a lot, Rory McIlroy, Jordan Spieth hasn't found a fairway since what, since high school, it seems like, because that guy is always in the trees. You cannot live in the trees with all these giant oaks at Oak Hill. I mean, everything its name implies, even though they took a bunch of them out to free up the course layout so it's back to Donald Ross-esque. Uh, sight lines and planning. Uh, I don't think Jordan Spieth makes the cut this week. If so, if you want to bet Jordan Spieth missed cut, you'll probably get some good odds. Uh, but one of my favorites at the end of this 30 to one kind of window is Colin Morikawa from T to green. There is hardly anybody I can think of better than Colin Morikawa. If his putting is average, he's going to be in contention this week. Yeah. Um, back to Spieth for a second. Yeah. I mean, I'm, is he even going to play? Is that a lock? Like he is dealing with a wrist injury too and actually had to skip the uh, Byron Nelson, yeah. even though it's uh, just outside his hometown of Dallas. That's like an annual stop for him. And he had to bail out. So, um, yeah, this, Another red flag. this is a, a good – yep. So, um, you know, like if you if you look at it and see Jordan Spieth, the guy who's contended on a lot of majors, um, you know, he would appear to present some value at plus – 3,000 to win, but, um, you know, considering uh, the form and just really the injury, I'm yeah. more worried about the injury than the form with him. Uh, you mentioned Shoffley. I think he has finished top five in his last three events, top 10 in his last five. Yeah. So absolutely. He has been scorching, on fire lately. Scorching hot. Yeah. What do you, what do you think about Brooks, Bo? I mean, this is a dude who just always gets up for the majors. He does, but also what we saw was I don't think he's conditioned for majors the same way he does, he was three or four years ago. Uh, we saw him pretty much collapse at Augusta on Sunday, and that is really concerning for me. And so Brooks Kepka, I, I think 
he's a decent player to bet on as a first round leader because you know he's going to get up for a major. But as far as winning outright, I am not going to go that far. I might throw a couple dimes on him making top 10 or top 5, but I'm not going to get aggressive with him just because of what I saw at Augusta. Uh, Oak Hill is kind of a course where he can, if he's getting squirrely off the tee like he did at Sunday at Augusta, that would be death for him because as great as he is when he's on, I, I want to see him put it together for four days. Yeah, I like the idea of a first-round leader bet. Um, are you at all interested in Dustin Johnson? He just won on the Live Tour in Tulsa this weekend. Yeah, he's another guy coming in red hot. Uh, it's looking really, really good. And as a bomber who is more reliably hitting fairways than Rory McIlroy, it wasn't that long ago that Dustin Johnson was the class of the PGA Tour as far as off the tee game. And then... He can get as hot as anybody in the world. So I think out of the live guys, he would be my favorite over Kepka. Uh, but that's that's just preference for me. I think DJ is uh, he's just as good as it gets at top form. And if 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 that shows up to Oak Hill, it's going to be over in a hurry for everyone. Yeah, let me ask you about the uh, the live guys in general. Uh, well, first of all, like, is there anyone from the live tour we should maybe consider besides Kepka? Uh, besides DJ. And second of all, like, do you think generally, like, are, what's your willingness to back live tour players in the majors? I don't know about you, but I, I worry that they do not have the same sort of competitive environment on the live tour. Uh, you know, these guys are getting a lot of guaranteed money. It's like a kind of a lighter uh, environment. They're playing music and they've got these side teams competitions and it just seems like a lot more like you know buddies playing on a sunday mm -hmm. uh relative to the pga tour so um i don't know do you does that make you any less inclined to back the live tour guys maybe a little but i'm not going to get carried away these guys just showed at augusta that they're still plenty good at golf they're still plenty good enough to compete all the way through uh most of these guys that we're talking about were number one in the world for a period of time. And that wasn't that long ago. So I'm not going to, I think as we go farther and farther away from their PGA tour tenure, then yes, it starts to become more of a factor because they're farther removed from that type of competition. But if they're able to play all four majors in the future, I don't think there's going to be any distinguishment at all because I think there's still plenty of competitiveness on the live tour it's a little bit more of a different product, but I, I don't think it's that much different to those guys. I think that they still want to win money. They still want to go out there and compete, uh, especially these guys at the top, because they, they know what it's like to win majors and to feel that and compete and have that edge on a Sunday. I don't think it matters which tour they play for. Yeah, um, which is why I'm still kind of interested in Patrick Reed at plus 8,000. It's such um, a soft, soft line for him. Yeah, 80 to 1 odds for a guy who, uh, man, like when he has got, you know, when he's in contention, he's tough to get rid of. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like we kind of saw a little bit of that at Augusta. Like he was, he was kind of hanging around there. So, um, man, yeah, he's getting faded. And I, I wonder if he's maybe out of sight, out of mind, uh, for betters with these lines. He won me damn good money at, uh, at the Masters. So 
uh, I'll keep I'll keep riding that too because he's getting really soft odds and he's still a really good player even if he's the most unlikable athlete on the planet right now. Uh, <laughs> it it really doesn't yeah. matter because if the guy win, wins you money, I'm gonna keep rooting for him to at least make me money. I don't have to listen to what he says or who he sues. <laughs> yeah, plus eight thousand to win, plus sixteen hundred to finish top five, plus seven hundred to finish top ten oh, on yeah, draft top ten line is nice. Yeah. So uh, are there any longer shots or uh, guys we haven't talked about who you think might be worth better's attention this week? So the first one I'll tell you about is another live guy. Joaquin Neiman is another guy that on the live that's a world-class player, especially from T to green. And he's kind of folded up and choked a few times in majors, but I think he's on the verge. Uh, this, this guy is really good. Uh, one of those just, Awesome, pure strikers of the ball. That's great off the tee, great great from the fairway on approach. I think that he could make some noise here. 90 to 1 odds for him uh, to win outright. And I'm going to go way down here to my guy from Chico, California. We He just showed us already this year, his first PGA tournament at the Arnold Palmer. Kurt Kitayama can hang with the big boys on Sunday. And he had five of the top 10 chasing him down at, at Bay Hill earlier this season. He stared them down and beat all of them to win $3.6 million. Uh, I think he's, the moment's not too big. The pressure's not too big for Kurt Kitayama. And he's definitely got the T degree game, green game to get hot and win this thing at 250 to one. That I believe is the same exact line he had at Bay Hill. Wow. Uh, yeah. 250 to one. And uh, you got Neiman at 90 to one. So those are interesting long shots indeed. Um, I, I guess my my guy who I think could be worth a look is a, a deep long shot, a guy I'll probably throw like two or three dollars on who's 250 to one uh, is Hayden Buckley, yeah. who's just been really good over the last month and a half, All just, season. Uh, you know, grinding out. Yeah, pretty much. He's having a nice year. And, uh, you know, just one of those guys who doesn't register uh, with with betters here, hence the long odds. Um, any interest in either Max Homa or Sam Burns? Good young players who now I believe Homa is sixth in the world, Burns 13th. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Burns won the match play championship, uh, you know, beat Scotty Scheffler head to head. in I think this the semifinals of that one. Um, but neither of these guys with a real illustrious track record in the majors so far, I don't think Burns has finished, uh, granted he's only like 26, yeah. but I don't think he's finished better than like 20th in a major so far. I think I'd favor him over Homa at this course because his, his off the tee game is great. Uh, he can, he can score in bunches on tough courses. We've seen that from Burns. But uh, Homa's off the tee game has been really bad lately, and I I really do fear for him uh, hanging on. Like he's an amazing grinder. He does really well on tough courses in general, but he has not been accurate off the tee lately, and so that kind of scares me off of Max Homa because we've seen him at his best earlier in the season, and then lately, kind of like Rom, he's just cooled off. And uh, you kind of have to be in really, really good all-through-the-bag form to win at Oak Hill. All right, but let's talk about one more guy before we get to our respective betting cards. And that's a guy we were talking about pre-show, uh, where we both seem to be expressing at least mild interest in this guy, Matthew Fitzpatrick, who's been uh, Mr. Majors of late. He has finished no worse than 26th 
in any of his last six majors appearances. Uh, he, of course, won the U.S. Open last year, and I think he finished maybe uh, either fourth or fifth in the PGA, or, or maybe it was the uh, British Open. I can't remember. One of those. He was a, a top five. So um, tied for 10th at the Masters in April. What do you think about young Mr. Fitzpatrick? It's green flag racing as far as I'm concerned. Great number at 35 to 1 to win outright. And he's nails. He's tough as nails. He's won this season. Coming in with great form. Another guy that's coming in red hot. We like to see that, especially at a course this difficult. We're talking about a course that's probably going to have a range of a winning score between two over par and six under par. I don't think it's going to be any better than six under par for a total winning score this year at the PGA. So that that should tell you all you need to know about what kind of grinder it's going to take to win this tournament. And Fitz, Fitz, you, your guy Fitz, Fitz Morris and Fitzpatrick are, I mean, the Irish got to stick together here. And, uh, and he, even though he's English, <laughs> uh, he's, the, the, the Fitzes should stick together because I think Matt Fitzpatrick is a great pick this week. Well, we've got experience in the same uh, general neighborhood, too, because we are not far from the Northwestern campus in uh-huh. uh, Evanston, Chicago. Uh, Illinois, <laughs> where where uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick was a standout collegiate golfer. Um, yeah, man, I like him. I don't know. I don't understand the lack of respect with the odds. Uh, maybe it's because he looks like your annoying kid brother or whatever. And, and he's small. I know. I, I don't want people to bet him up, but um yeah, you look at him and he he looks like he's maybe 150 pounds soaking wet, but the guy bombs it. Yeah, I think I want to say he's top 30 in driving distance this year right when, now. Um, to play golf, all you have to be do is figure out a way to build club head speed with the body type that you're given. We saw it with Rory McIlroy, exactly. he designed his, he put his body and conditioned it for speed. Uh, with all the core strength and flexion that they require to generate speed at that low weight. Fitz has done the same thing. He's completely retooled his body to generate a ton of speed. And he can hang with the big boys. He bombs it just as far as anybody else. He's really accurate off the tee, too. That's going to be huge this week. Yeah, Justin Thomas, too. Not a big man, and he crushes the ball. So you do not have to be big to hit it a long way. Uh, All right, Bo. Now uh, we've reached the end of this show. So why don't we discuss our betting cards? What have you got, my friend? So I have uh, the most weight thrown onto Xander Shoffley so far. I've thrown some on Fitz and Cam Young, also at 35 to 1. And then a little bit on Tommy Fleetwood. And I'm, I'm getting down to where I do want to throw a little bit more on some of the guys we talked about here tonight. Uh, but I think those are the other only ones I didn't mention, Cam Young uh, and uh, Tommy Fleetwood. Those guys just stand out to me as from tee to green, being able to score smart enough to work their experience enough to work their way around a challenging course like this, where uh, the new sight lines for Donald Ross have been restored by the new guy green. And that's going to be important because you have to plan your way around the golf course and hit good quality shots one at a time. If you get too far ahead of yourself in a major, especially on a course of this caliber, it's going to eat you up. So I've got uh, Scotty Scheffler to win at plus 750. 
I've got uh, Xander Shoffley too, Bo. I'm, I'm feeling you on this one, man. The mm-hmm. PGA seems like, and we talked about it at the top of the show, that it can be the breakthrough major. Uh, this seems like a fitting place for Xander Shoffley to get his first one. Um, I, I do have Brooks Kepka to finish top five at plus 400. Wow. Uh, you know, I, I didn't feel great about betting him to win, but I like him to contend. Yeah. I bet Fitz across the board. Fitzpatrick at plus 3,500 to win, plus 600 for top five, and plus 280 for top 10. Uh, I've got a bet on Tyrrell Hatton, Bo, to finish top 10 at plus 400. Not my favorite player. He's a whiny little fellow, but, uh, <laughs> man, he's he's having a really nice year, though. He's playing um, so yeah, well. He's, yeah, he's had, I think, four top sixes this year, including a solo second at the Players' Championship. So uh, really nice year. I've got Patrick Reed to finish top 10 at uh, uh, plus 700. And then I did, in fact, bet Hayden Buckley, a very small little bet to win at uh, 250 to 1, and also a little bet something on him for a top 10 at plus 1,600. So it's a very full betting card. Yeah, Things I did the same thing with Kurt Kitayama. With, with Kitayama, mm-hmm. something to win and something on uh, top 10? Yep. Nice. All right, but one last question for you. What do you see as a you, – you sort of alluded to it. What do you see as a winning number here relative to par? Um, depending on weather, it is an upstate New York by Rochester, so it could get a little hairy for weather, but I, I'm probably looking at a beautiful forecast up there this time of year. Uh, yeah, not bad. Winds in the 10 to 12 mile an that's, hour range. That's not going to be an issue. The issue is going to be this course and planning your way around it. Uh, avoiding huge numbers, looking at bogey avoidance numbers is going to be a big part of my week and weighted model this week. Uh, being able to make get off with a par on tough or tougher holes. This course is littered with very few relief holes comparison to the challenging ones where you're just scraping for par. Uh, so I'll say the winning score will be at minus one. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's uh that's going to be tough. That is a, a survival type track. So uh, that's very interesting. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for the Betting Pros PGA Championship betting preview. I want to thank Bo McBrayer for joining me. Find him on Twitter at Bo underscore McBigTime. Good luck if you are betting the tournament this week. Enjoy the PGA Championship, everyone. So long.